Welcome to the Old Man New Pilot Podcast. The adventures of an older man who's decided to learn how to fly. Episode 19, Navigation Week, Part 1. The week starting with the 19th of October, well the week starting for me on the 19th of October, was Navigation Week. I hadn't uh, finished my solo circuits, I still had an hour to do, but uh, it was quite clear that you know, I didn't just want to have to do circuits. And if the weather was nice, with it coming up to the winter, then it was a good idea for me to get on with a bit of navigation anyway. It was a bit pointless for me finishing my solo circuits and then being sat not able to do navigation because the cloud was too low. So we decided on a trip to the Humber Bridge. Or Luke decided on a trip to the Humber Bridge. Now, obviously, this is great. Single point, you go to the Humber Bridge, you turn around and you come back. With anything to do with flying, there's a lot of planning involved. Uh... All, it's all done with paper and pen. Uh, you get your ruler, you draw your route, which obviously Gamston to Humber Bridge is pretty much a straight line. But you do have to be aware of any uh, high points on the route, so you've got to know exactly what your minimum safe altitude is and what altitude you're going to fly at. You uh, need to make sure that you're not flying over any controlled airspace, or if you are, that you ask for permission before you get in there. You know, you don't want to be flying over RAF bases at a low altitude, etc., etc. You certainly don't want to run into any high chimneys or any wind farms or anything like that. So, lots of planning involved. The next stage is once you've worked out your routes, uh, you know the direction, your track that you're going to be heading for, you need to work out what the effect of the wind is going to be. So, when you're about to set off, you know, probably in the hour before you're about to set off or maybe a bit earlier, you can get the winds for the flight. You get a look at the region you're going to, work out what the wind's going to be at the altitude you're going to be because winds vary quite a lot. You know, towards the ground, they tend to be a little bit slower and as you get higher up, they tend to be uh, quite a lot faster. So you look at the altitude you expect to be flying out or nearabouts and you look at what the wind is. And this is when you use your... Uh, computer your whiz wheel and you set the wind on that and you set the track of the route that you're going for and it gives you your uh, heading because if you think about it if you're heading due east and the wind's coming from the north uh, say 10 knots then you're going to be you know after an hour you're going to be 10 miles further south than you expected to be or 10 nautical miles further south so you don't necessarily head in the direction where you want to end up effectively most flying is done crabbing along to a certain extent you head for one point and the wind sends you to the pl- to the place you should have been so you know i quite enjoy this bit i like the planning uh, i like the the idea of navigation so i was quite happy with that so we'd got all all that we did a couple of circuits because it'd been a week since i've flown and you know i'm old i might have just forgotten everything uh but i was fine uh got back in took off now i wasn't doing the radio in this one because it's my first navigation. Uh, Luke said, right, you know, he'll do the radio. So all I had to focus on was leaving the circuit correctly, getting on my heading, getting on my height, making sure I maintain my heading and my height uh, all the way to the Humber Bridge and uh, making sure, you know, the amount of time that I expected it to take was, was correct. So on your plug, you will have not only the distance, but of course you'll have the time because you've worked out the speed that you're going to be going at affected by the wind so say if you've got a strong headwind you can be going very very different speed to a strong tailwind i've had 70 mile an hour difference on the gps uh between heading into a tailwind and, and having the tailwind behind me so you can see how much difference it makes so what you do is from your speed and from your distance you work out how long it's going to take you this is all done on the whiz wheel 
Of course, you could just get a calculator out of your pocket and do it in a couple of seconds. But, I don't know, seems a bit antiquated to me, but you still have to practice these skills. So I knew exactly how long it was going to take me, uh, which I can't remember what it was offhand. So you set the clock when you go in, you've got to stop watching the aircraft, and you set it when you're over the uh, runway, about to go on your head in, and then you time yourself. You've also got your chart in front of you, so every, say, five minutes you can have a look and say, well, hold on, I expect to see Scunthorpe. Where's Scunthorpe? Now, I was quite happy because I did it really well, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it was a pretty straight route there and a pretty straight route back, and I managed to hold my track really well. We got to the Humber Bridge when we expected. I mean, Luke always says within two minutes is good. I, I think I was within a minute. Uh, I, I try and be as precise as possible with these things. Sometimes you can't do this because you've plotted your route based on a 30 mile an hour headwind, 30 knot headwind, and it turns out to be 40. So you're going to be going quite a bit slower than you expected. But I was really pleased we got there in time. Uh, Luke took over flying so we could do a couple of circuits and got some great pictures of the Humber Bridge. And then we headed back. Again, heading back, you know, Set your stopwatch when you leave over the top of Humber Bridge. Check your timings. Make sure that Scunthorpe's still there. Make sure that you know the other airfields or the other points of reference that you've got on your route are still there. And you head your way back. Uh, joining the circuit was great. I like. I actually like this bit. You join. You have what they call an overhead join. Now, before I started learning to fly, I was thought, oh well, you go into an airfield. It's got a runway, a zero three runway, so thirty degrees. Uh, you come in from the southwest, you just join straight in. You know, you just line up on the runway from 30 miles away, let's say, and, and just land. But it doesn't work like that. So an overhead join is uh, a safety-conscious way of doing it. And what it means is you join the airfield over the dead side, uh, higher than the circuit height, and that allows you to see uh, what is currently going on at the airfield. So say you're coming from the west, you might fly right over the top of the circuit, join on the dead side and then uh, get to the airfield on the dead side and descend from there and then you join the circuit again so you once you fly back over the runway again you're back in the circuit so you join crosswind i've not done a very good job of explaining that but it might be better to just look at the blog at oldmanupilot.com and see what i'm talking about uh this allows you to join in with any other traffic that's there and you get to to land safely and know that you're not you know going to run into anybody there's no unexpected traffic did all that fine, got back, landed, nice landing, and really, really well pleased with myself. I mean, I know I'm sort of uh, patting myself on the back here, but I was so happy that I'd done this navigation correctly because this is the flying I want to do. I want to fly up to the Lake District with my wife and, and take photographs. I want to, you know, take people for joy rides over the top of their their house so they can take pictures of, of where they live, and I, I want to go to other places and land away. You know, I want to go up to, to Scotland and, and visit Edinburgh or Glasgow or somewhere like that. And it's so much easier to do uh, if the weather's nice in, in an aircraft than it would be in a car. So really excited about it, really pleased. And uh, this was just the first part of a three-part navigation week. Okay, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, don't forget to check the website as well. It's oldmannewpilot.com. Uh, there's some photographs on there of this flight and also my Cloud Ahoy log. I'll explain a little bit more about what Cloud Ahoy is at the next, uh, on the next podcast. Okay, keep listening and subscribe, and don't forget to ask me any questions you might have. Thanks, bye.